The information and opinions presented in this podcast are solely those of the content producer and do not reflect the views or opinions of any other entity. While we strive to provide valuable insights and experiences, we urge you, our audience, to do your own research and seek professional advice before making any decisions regarding your e-commerce strategy. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of the Digital Discovery Podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be touching on Black Friday. It's looming large and just around the corner. Christmas is going to be here before we know it. So uh, I just wanted to touch on the 10 most important things to any successful campaign uh, coming from our experience and doing many Black Friday events. In fact, in my previous life, we had one of the biggest Black Friday events ever. It was absolutely phenomenal. At the same time, we learned a serious lesson, and uh, I want to share that with you today. But but before we do that, I just wanted to uh, say thank you for everybody for the comments of my first solo podcast, which was number six. Uh, I was a little nervous, but overall, I thought it was a pretty good podcast. You look back after doing these things and you know, as I get better at doing this, I I am forever grateful for for those people who are coming back and listening to the podcast. All right. So tip number one, inventory and supply chain management. Now, this is the most important of them all. If you don't have it, you can't sell it uh, unless you're doing drop ship and you've got that stock uh, allocated to you. I would say that you want to make sure that you're having a good look at your inventory and you don't want any nasty surprises, okay? You would be surprised how many things in the past I've seen go on sale. The, the retailer is just out of stock and they just continue taking orders because they can't take it off their website, right? Uh, so I would say it's not just about the quantity uh, of the stock that you have, but also the quality of the stock. I've experienced again in the past where there's plenty of items on the shelf, but uh, five out of the six or seven items are really poor quality whether it's uh, you know damaged boxes or whatever. So I would say your core items, you just want to get your warehouse managers and things to run their eyes over the stock that is going on the Black Friday sales and make sure when they leave your warehouse, they're going to be in good condition because the last thing you want is customers to have, be upset because the present that they've bought for Auntie Pam is no good. The box is damaged, all right? So make sure it's a simple thing. And this is why I'm a big advocate of e-commerce always being close to the warehouse, okay? If your e-commerce operations is away from your warehouse, you're in a huge disadvantage, okay? I don't care what you say. I've been in business for a long time. Uh, you've got to be where your stock is if you're in e-commerce because there's nothing better than just walking down and seeing the fruits of your labor where you, you you put on a great event and you're just seeing more and more people coming in, packing, shipping orders. It just lifts the team. But it also simple things like making sure that your stock uh, is in a good quality as it's going out. Um, if you don't have those QA processes in place from a warehousing perspective, then just go out and have a look, all right? Anyway. I think regular communication with your suppliers, and that's really important, and your buying team to make you to make sure that there's no last minute changes, because that's usually what hurts. Because you'll build up a, a lot of demand on a particular or hype around the mystique of what's going on sale. All right, it could be category level, but then all of a sudden you you're out of stock, or they're out of stock, or there's something, and you've built and you've got nothing to replace it with. Uh, it's detrimental, obviously, and these things are fundamental to a promotion and, and I know it makes sense, but often 
the communication between the e-commerce department, marketing, and the buying team and the warehouse is a little bit disjointed. And sometimes uh, the stock doesn't arrive in time uh, and it's you know two weeks away, but you still they still want to go ahead with the promotion, which is fine. You just got to make sure that that gets communicated with the customer when they're purchasing. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a flood of inquiries. Now, moving on is number two is optimizing the site for surges in traffic. Now, you don't have to worry too much. I think if you've got a Shopify, big commerce, or a, um, a hosted solution that you're that you're um, utilizing for your e-commerce, um, and you're only expecting maybe a, a slight increase in traffic. But if you've got some pretty hot deals out there and you've got loss leaders, I would still send an email, get it in writing, to say, guys, we're going to have a, a big event. Uh, have we got everything sorted? Is our website going to handle it? And just make sure you've got it all all your, your bases covered, okay? You'd be surprised. Uh, people have said to me, oh, but I'm on Shopify. It doesn't really matter. No, it does. Um, make sure that you just email them. Ask about the load testing. Say, hey, guys, um, have we done any, done any load testing this year? Don't assume because last year you were okay that this year is going to be okay as well. You would have had a heap of releases since then. There'd be more features. You want to make sure that uh, you've got a, a ticked box from that IT department to say, yes, we've load tested it. We can get to 20,000, 30,000 concurrent users, no problems. Whatever the number might be, just pick a number. Whatever your benchmark is, plus, plus, and then say, okay, well, great. Thanks very much and tick that box. But just make sure you do. You can't just assume. So if you need, uh, I'm more than happy to help. In fact, I know some brilliant minds when it comes to scalability. I understand the, the the nuances around how to make a website scale, but more importantly, I've got the contacts to be able to help you guys out there in retail land. So tip number three, moving on. Um, so the marketing promotion strategies, all right? So make your deals like irresistible, you know, and sort of unforgettable, I, I would say. Show them early, but don't drop them early would be my tip. Early insights are really, really good. But if you drop them early, you, your promotions can run out of steam real quickly and then you become sort of irrelevant during the last periods of, of, of the event. Now, there is always an uptick in conversions towards the end of a promotion because those uh, products that have a longer purchasing consideration phase um, so there's discovery, consideration, conversion. That's the way I like to, I mean, there's millions of ways you can look at the funnel, but that's the way I kind of look at it. That consideration phase, if I'm buying a set of, for example, $2,000 speakers for my podcast studio, um, then I'm going to take a little bit more time. And if I can't listen to them, then just going out and buying them because they're on a, on a, a price product price point. Okay. So that uptick you get towards the end is really important. Now, if your competition is dropping more promotions during that time, or they're doing it in a, at a, they've chronologically they've organised their promotions better. What you'll find is you'll find that you will lose, start to lose traffic, and you won't get a stronger uptick. And basically, people just get lost, uh, lost Lucy's, as I tend to refer to them as. Um, you know, they, they, they'll bounce off your site, they'll go somewhere else and they get lost in their promotions. They end up not buying anything and then you lose a sale. Okay. So it's really, really important to keep people engaged. The moment you do an early look, uh, a sneak peek, and then an early look to your database, for example, your email database, it's really important to make sure that you've got enough and you're generating enough buzz 
uh, throughout the lifetime of your promotion chronologically to keep people interested, keeping your click rates up on your emails, making sure that your site is refreshed every day. And I think a lot of uh, e-commerce guys tend to focus too much on the carousel on the homepage. And this is speaking from experience. Uh, a lot of the times, and you, you'll know this yourself, you hit the homepage on a, on a promotion and you actually scroll straight away. So you actually miss the promotion. You see it, but it, your brain doesn't have enough time to register it. Okay. If you have a look at your attention mapping and your scroll mapping on something like Hotjar or Optimizely, if you're 10 or 11 promotions into a carousel, no one's going to sit there and wait for a thing to spin. Now, it's not helpful, okay, especially on a mobile. People need to know that they can swipe on a mobile very, very quickly um, or they can click on a desktop and go through the promotions quickly, all right? But it's overstated. Now, if you look at um, sites like Argos in the UK, uh, Walmart in the US, uh, AO.com UK, a lot of these sites tend to stack their promotions and take up the whole homepage, which is fine. But that leads me to my next topic, number four, which is optimization on mobile devices. And for my audience out there that's listening, and I know you guys get frustrated with this, but the scaling of these promotions uh, that are meant and have been designed for desktop uh, that don't take into consideration mobile phones is so frustrating because you can't even read them. And all you end up seeing is all of this big red stuff and some little writing and a small image and you can't read the terms and conditions. You can't see the product properly. You really can't even see the creative properly. Um, my tip is make sure the landing page that you're building is built mobile first. So it's got to be responsive, it's got to be fast, it's got to be scrollable, tappable, swipeable. It's got to be all of these elements, okay? They're super important for the success of your promotion. And do not underestimate. Now, I would say you can use something like Google Lighthouse and have a look at your optimization scores, but there's nothing better than users, okay? Get a bunch of people together from another team in your business and, and that haven't seen the promotion before and get them to to jump onto a pre-release site and get them to critique it, right? And and look at your recordings, your session recordings, and have a look and see whether there might be some click rage going on, there might be some uh, boredom scrolling really quickly across your promotions. They're not really seeing anything that's engaging. Use that information, use that data, and try and improve the way uh, your promotions interact with that person I would also too say you probably don't have enough time, but your checkout process on mobile and your payment process on mobile needs to be looked at. And I would say, don't go too crazy about it. I would say it's the mum test for me. I would always say, give it to mum. If she can check out on it, then you're fine. Okay. If not, have a look at those little issues that she might be experiencing. And it could be very, very simple things. And I would say, look for simple tweaks. And an easy one for me is your payment processor, okay? Now, if you don't have a simple drop-down with the month number and the month, I would say change that straight away, okay? On a mobile, if you have to uh, pop up a keyboard to then punch in the number on a numeric keypad and you don't initiate a numeric keypad on a mobile, that's a simple change that you can initiate and you'll improve your conversions. It's simple. So streamline your, your mobile processing Make sure that it's mobile friendly um, and 
use social logins as much as you can. These are things you could probably get done before your Black Friday sales, okay? If you need uh, some advice on your mobile checkout, reach out to me. Uh, I'm more than happy to have a chat with you about how to improve your website coming into Black Friday. 15 minute call could even save you um, uh, a lot of headache and make you millions more just by having a simple conversation with me, okay? So um, reach out, do that. Now, tip number five, is customer service readiness, okay? And supporting customers during Black Friday, it's both an art and a science, okay? This is the way I like to define it, right? The science behind it, and we'll talk about that first, things like chatbots, technology. I would say keep it simple, stupid, right? What you want, if you if you haven't delved into chatbots and you're thinking about putting chatbots in for Christmas, I would say unless you have nothing else to do with your time and that's your number one focus, that's fine. But if you've got issues, more important issues like the previous mentioned, um, I would say focus on them. Don't put chat puts in and scale your humans. Like uh, Mark Andreessen said, um, software is eating the world uh, and we know AI and everything is so amazing. I would say don't buy into it right now. What you want to do is you want to scale your humans. It's quicker to train um, people than it is to train a chatbot. People tend to know they're talking to a chatbot and it actually frustrates them sometimes even more if it's not executed. So great idea, poor execution. Execution is everything, all right? So make sure that you um, that you get more humans and you're starting to plan that rostering now, okay? Because if you're on strict budgets and you need to start cutting back now, uh, in store, for example, don't do it at the most busiest time of year. Train your team on the top five things that were issues last year. Look at your uh, your inbounds last year, emails, chats. What did you get the most of? Which ones took the most time to address? Nine times out of 10, it's emails take the longest. And it's normally, where is my order? It takes time, okay? You can completely automate that. But again, you don't have time. There's only a few months to Black Friday. Quickest way to do this is to make sure you're training your staff for your customer service team around your emails. How to respond, get some canned responses, fill in the blanks and make it simple. For your chat, I would make sure that you hire people who can type Oh my God, I don't know how many times I've gone into call centers and I've seen people responding to customers and they can't even type. And I know this sounds simple, but these are, uh, you know, simple tips. The next thing is go back on your past Black Friday disasters and make sure that your staff can handle the, the situation, okay? A lot of the times this situation can be highly stressful if you've got people in there that are going to turn to water every time someone yells at them or whatever, and I know for, for businesses that are just starting out, it could be mum and dad handling chats and so on, and then trying to hire some friends, prepare them. Just say, hey, you know, like last year we had a bit of a stuff up, whatever, and we had some upset customers. This is what we encountered. Just be prepared for it. Okay. Don't throw them in the deep end straight away without any heads up. And I've seen it. And then they walk out and next minute you've got no one handling chats or you've got no one handling emails and you're up proverbial creek without a paddle. Okay, so moving on to a seamless checkout experience. Now, abandoned carts in my in my previous life, a lot of the times what I found happened was people were trying to gamify 
the the abandoned cart emails. Okay, what they were trying to do was put items into the cart at a lower lower than usual price, and then wait for a free delivery coupon or or, or a promotion or whatever. And what the way I addressed that was, you make it clear the promotional price that's shown on that email for the abandoned cart can't be used in conjunction with any other other offer, and that helps you close the sale. Now that boosts conversions massively because people aren't going to sit and wait. That's the best way I found to close the sale. Um, the other thing is making sure you're doing your best around the abandoned cart emails. Now we spoke to to, to Matt from Brilliance. Now I would say I highly recommend you reach out to him um, or your provider for 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 recommendations, and just go through it and make sure um, the timing is right. And by that I mean you would be surprised how many abandoned cart emails you get the first one okay that goes in the the trash but the second one doesn't come for like a week after and your promotion's finished okay a lot of the times you have to change the timing on your promotions and your abandoned cart emails to drop in line with when your promotions are going to end all right if you don't do that you're going to miss your conversion window Okay, the tipping point in which a customer then goes from considering you as a retailer to then buying. Remember, we, we I, I spoke about that in my, my previous podcast, number six. Go back and have a look, a listen. Okay, so uh, super important. All right, the next one is um, retention. You're going to get a huge amount of, of, of visits to your, to your site. Now, a lot of the times the business doesn't understand that those customers that visit your site are actually what I would consider like inventory, all right, for your marketing team. And by that, I mean, it's like there are a huge now, pure average visits to your product pages, five a day. And all of a sudden during the Black Friday deals, you get 500 a day. You've now essentially got 495 more people per day that are coming to your product pages. And that is essentially remarketing inventory that you can use. Make sure that you have enough budget in a retention strategy um, and a remarketing strategy so you can get those people who miss out on those promotions to come back. Make sure you have a strategy, a post-sale strategy to the lead up to Christmas to make sure that you can capitalize on that initial wave of traffic. If you go in to to your weekend your next week i should say after the weekend of black friday you're going out with something so lame you're gonna miss the opportunity uh that all of that pre-spent marketing dollars um has to offer okay those customers are still primed they're still prep they still want to buy from you have a look at the data during the black friday look at it and say okay what what sold, what didn't sell. Then also have a look at what sold and how much you've got left of that and potentially who missed out. So for example, if you've got an item that was out of stock during Black Friday, but you know it's going to drop before Christmas, put it back on sale would be my advice. I know it makes sense, but if you miss that opportunity, they're just going to go somewhere else. Say to those people who were coming to a particular product that missed out, uh, if you've missed out, um, don't worry. We're going to have more coming in in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. It's really that simple. Now, a lot of times it's simpler said than done, but if you're able to do that, that is 
absolutely what you want to be able to do. Uh, so have it prepped, have it ready. If you know you've got a, I don't know, pick it, a TV that's a super offer. It's never before seen price, but you've got one that's a hundred bucks more and you've got a heap of stock coming in the following week. Well, then put that up in lights and say, hey, guys, you missed out on this. But by the way, did you know we've got this and we're going to offer you free delivery or we're going to offer you some carrot that's going to get you to come back to the site. Now, moving on to number eight. Now, I mentioned this kind of already, but your UX, uh, your user experience, if you haven't done a SWOT analysis on your user experience, then do one and do it now. Okay. Because first impressions, um, they matter. It's huge. If you don't make a good first impression, especially when your traffic is booming, you're potentially burning bridges with those customers. And remember with e-commerce, you're only one click away from your competitor. Okay. One click. So if I'm shopping on Harvey Norman, I'm one click from JB. All right. That's the way you've got to look at it. That's the context that we've got to look at. So make sure you do um, you do that user testing. Make sure that, you, as I said at the start, make sure your promotions um, resonate well. Simplifies things down to the lowest common denominator. And I think Elon Musk says the, the sign of a bad engineer is an engineer that optimized something that shouldn't exist. This is the exact approach I take. And the simpler you make things, if it's a leap step in the experience, it's going to seem like it's just happening. It's just amazing, right? That's what you that's what you want to aim for because everybody tends to follow the Amazons of the world or when it comes to range and checkout and recommendations. And yes, they're amazing, but um, it's not always your target audience and, and you and your core should be your core focus. If you have any questions and you want to reach out to me, feel free. I can give you a hand when it comes to the user experience. Uh, tip number nine is collaborating with partners. Okay. And by that, I mean, talk to your suppliers, make sure that all of your links for your, the products that you tend, that you're intending to sell land in the right place. You'd be surprised when you go to a retailer's uh, website. Um, uh, sorry, a, a, a manufacturer's website and it says click here to buy or to find a retailer in your area and it doesn't work. And last of all, tip number 10 is the post Friday uh, analysis. And off the last one is exactly what I was just mentioning, uh, number nine. But number 10, yeah, you got to make sure that you look at your data from last, um, last year. In particular... What happened at the end of the promotion? How long did you sustain your additional traffic for? How, and how long could you add a promotion for at the end of your sales event to keep people interested? Have a look at your return to conversion numbers. Analytics will show you how many people return to a convert and or revisit, okay? And if your revisit number is really high and but your conversion number is really low, it means you're not refreshing your site enough. You need to have more new promotions happening every day because they're coming back and they want to see something new. But if your return conversions is really high, you want to reduce the amount of times you change your site because there's nothing more frustrating than coming back to a website to buy something and that you know the particular retailer has run out of session storage, so your cart's been cleared, um, and you have to start again. 
all right they don't have an abandoned cart email or whatever and you just it's just super frustrating okay so what you want to do is you want to kind of keep things as simple as possible and keep them as relevant as possible by reducing the amount of changes you make during a promotional period so if it's two three weeks okay analytics should update within a few hours of of these events so make sure you look at those return to conversion numbers and uh, have a look at your post Friday uh, from last year and try and make things um, as relevant as possible during your promotion period. All right, so that's enough from me. I think that's the 10 top tips for Black Friday. Such a treasure trove of insights in there. Black Friday it can be an absolute goldmine um, with the right preparation. Uh, I'd like to thank again everybody who's been listening over the course of the last month or so this podcast has been running. And I wish all of you guys a lucrative Black Friday. Until next time, bye for now.